0: It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network.
1: Back up to the radio booth, bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And you know what, Dan, you, you look at this game, I'm going to start with goaltenders because, you know, if you, if you want to pull standout performances or at least solid performances, individual performances, I think you have to look no further than Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson. I thought both were really sharp tonight.
2: Yeah, the goaltending department had a good day. They each give up one goal and in terms of who was challenged more, Aiden Hill was. By the time Thompson came in, the Knights were already trailing. You know, it just so happened that you know the one goal scored against Aiden Hill, the starter, came just about three minutes before he exited. Mm-hmm. And the one goal that Thompson allowed, which was a power play goal, was about two minutes into his appearance. Yeah. So, uh, you know, on the whole, you know, good Good showing for those guys, and since Thompson went the distance the other day and they split this one, uh, you figure that, uh, you know, Hill and Thompson will get a full game here down the stretch. Which one, Colorado or L.A.? Uh, I I don't know, but, yeah, I'm with you, Uh, and I I think that they look pretty locked in, too. I mean, the the numbers are numbers, but, you know, you just, from the eye test, saw a couple of goaltenders that looked
1: ready for for playing. You know, you kind of mentioned it throughout the broadcast you and Darren did uh Gage Quinney I-, I thought had a really strong game he was noticeable in pockets obviously a couple of really good quality scoring chances what'd you like in his game well he looks
2: healthier mm-hmm. and by healthier you know we talked about the long COVID you know different things have gotten in Quinney's way where he, not just the, the bad health problem but then you're not able to you know to practice or weight train, and you know, Gage has finally gotten to the place where he can train the way he wants to, practice the way that he wants to, and um, I think it, it, it has shown. And even this morning, we saw Gage, and I hadn't gotten a chance to really talk to him until today. And, and even then, it was just a, a couple moments this morning. He, ju- he just looks bigger, he, he looks more filled out. Um, and and he's you know he's older too now and we we talked about he's you know when the golden knights came along he was 22 now he's 26 or excuse me 28 six years later so um it, it he's he's a veteran now and he is a serviceable player who can play an nhl game i think that he wants to show that he can be trusted not only that he could do it but that he could do well and uh At the same time, you know, whether he's here in Vegas or in the American League with Henderson, I think that the, you know, the the whole game, the whole package for Quinney is something that can be, you know, he he can go back to Henderson Mm -hmm. and do even better. I mean, he was one of, if not the best player for the Silver Knights last year. 25 goals, 39 assists, which led the team at 64 points, tied with Rempel for most goals, you know, was just a terrific regular season there for Quinny. But, you know, it's, um, it wasn't a great season in terms of wins and losses there. He wants to have that kind of a year and, and help the team win. And I think that'll be a, another thing to keep in mind, to be a, not just a successful player as a pro, but also a winning player.
1: So let's talk about Paul Cotter. I mean, obviously, uh, he had some moments in tonight's game, too. There were some, some strong defensive play uh, to his game as well. Um, you know, for Paul, I, I think that, you know, you, it's tough, right? Because last year he he knocks down the door to make this team out of training camp. And, and it's a different scenario. It's a different situation for Paul Cotter. And I thought the illuminating part of, of your your discussion with him before the game is that, you know, it's it's not just about finding your spot. It's about keeping your spot and looking for more ice time. I just kind of assess Paul Cotter's training camp to this point.
2: Yeah, I, I really found the conversation interesting. And then, you know, Bruce cassidy's comments about Paul Cotter mm. with um you know the fact that Paul has been here he's got a little bit more rope because of that year's worth of experience than maybe some other younger players but you know how how do you handle that rope mm. sometimes you get caught up in that rope <laughs> tumble over it but you know, how does Paul handle that and Paul told us that the number one objective for him is to be more consistent he uh, likes his game uh, knows the kind of game that he plays can he put it out there consistently and if he does so consistently then maybe he would earn more minutes. You know, Bruce Cassidy is going to give guy more minutes if he can trust him. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul cotter has to earn those minutes and that's again, you know, a combination of consistency, resulting in more trust from the head coach. So I I think that, you know, Paul started out today with Byron Fraser and Max Comb Twad. A little bit of an adjustment later on, saw Remple up there, and it seemed like as they went down the stretch you know, Paul became even more noticeable. Mm -hmm. He set up, you know, the Knights did not score any goals today, but he was responsible for generating, making the play, the pass, that led to Quinney's great setup, uh, the kick save by Kakinen, and then Rempel's opportunity there uh, later in the third period that, uh, to me, those were the two best scoring chances of the game for the Knights, and Paul Cotter was the the passer on both of them. So, yeah, I I thought, uh, you know, Given the fact that the Knights had zero goals and 18 shots, you know Paul landed the hits, created a couple of goal-scoring-type plays. Yeah, I thought it was a, a, a pretty decent showing for Paul Cotter today.
1: Now, when you look ahead to Thursday night against Colorado Avalanche, what, what are you expecting? Obviously, more of an NHL-ready lineup, but what else are you expecting from the Golden Knights?
2: Yeah, it's going to feel much more like the Golden Knights yeah. come Thursday. We don't know exactly who will be in the lineup, The only guys uh, who've played three games, uh, and now four games, I really should frame it that way, four games, Max Comtois and Brendan Mm Bresson. In other words, the organization wants those guys to get as much of a look as possible. Comtois because he's on a PTO, Bresson because he's the highest-rated prospect in the Knights organization, and he's, because of waivers, likely to go to the American League to start the season. But you want to give those guys who are, you know, there's there's a carrot out there and if either one of them grabs it vigorously you want to give them a shot and um you know i'm not sure that either one of them really did that today but um you know we'll see if anybody else gets a look come thursday but i i think at this point because most of the lineup is so secure you're going to see i would guess something pretty close to a regular season lineup
1: all right dan any final thoughts on this one before we turn our attention to thursday night in the colorado avalanche
2: I'm looking forward to listening to the radio broadcast because um, I, I've never um, not done a game, so I either radio or TV. So it's a national TV game. But mm-hmm. Brian and Gary will be here, so maybe maybe I'll just stand behind them and look over their shoulder the whole night. What do you think?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I got well. a I got a nice spot here in section 104. You can be among oh the people. yeah, just come okay. hang out with me. It'll be yeah. fun. Yeah,
2: see, you know, that's a good idea. <clears throat> I'll keep my plans. Off the record for now. We'll, we'll surprise everybody come Thursday.
1: All right, fantastic stuff as always, Dan. Have a great night, and we'll uh, we'll chat soon. Thanks, Ryan. Bye bye. That's the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a two nothing loss to the San Jose Sharks. Vegas next in action Thursday night, seven o'clock, right here inside T Mobile Arena against the Colorado Avalanche. We're back with more on the K post game show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. <laughs>
0: We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights post-game show. Now here's your host Ryan Wallace.
1: Game against Colorado is Pride Night at T-Mobile Arena as the Golden Knights kick off Las Vegas Pride Weekend. Come early and join the VGK cast for the parade to the fortress starting at 5:45 p.m. at the New York New York Bridge. It's the VGK post-game show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall to the San Jose Sharks two to nothing. The final score here from T-Mobile Arena, Vegas. If you're looking at records, and I'm only keeping them because that's what I do during the regular season, 1-3-1 uh, and one for the Vegas Golden Knights through five games so far in the preseason. They've got two more to go, Colorado on Thursday, and then you wrap it up on the road, 1 o'clock, against the Los Angeles Kings. The post-game injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. One injury that we're keeping our eye on, obviously, uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights is Zach Whitecloud uh, it will not play the rest of preseason. Now, again, it's, it's only two more games. It's only uh, four or five more days. But uh, White Cloud, not an option right now for the Vegas Golden Knights. What does that mean? Well, it means that most likely Ben Hutton's going to be in your lineup come game one of the regular season if Zach Whitecloud's unable to go. It also means you've got an opportunity for Braden Pahal or Caden Korzak to kind of fill in that that seventh defenseman role if it's going to be longer term for Zach Whitecloud. I thought Braden Paja had a really, really strong game tonight for Vegas. Caden Korzak was was good early, kind of faded as the game wore on. But there really wasn't much going for the Golden Knights in in, in really any facet of the game outside of goaltending. I, I thought goaltending was fantastic, and and to be to be fair, for Logan Thompson, it's probably the highest rate of workload that he's had so far in the preseason like he is he has not faced a ton of shots uh but he was able to face quite a few tonight so that's a good thing that that's a, a box checked for logan thompson aiden hill and the goaltending department let's take a look at the highlights in this game as i mentioned pretty low event start to the game for the golden knights but gage quinney moved the needle for vegas as he made a power move out of the corner for a great chance It's back to the
2: right wing corner walks out and front with the puck save and it's covered
1: Kapkinen on top of the puck with Gage Quinney showing assertiveness and some power. So a big-time move there from Gage Quinney, but Kapkanen up to the task, and it's a 0-0 score after the first period of play. But the Golden Knights didn't have much more jump to start the second period, and the Sharks took advantage as William Eklund set up Thomas Bortolo to open the scoring. William Eklund dancing
2: below the goal line. Side of the goal, they score! Sharp angle shot at the right goal line. Thomas Bortolo shrugs his shoulders after the impressive pass. San Jose takes a 1-0 lead. 13.09 to go in the second period.
1: Thomas Bortolo from William Eklund, 6.51 in the second period, makes it 1-0 San Jose. And the Sharks would extend their lead six minutes later as Jacob McDonald converted on the power play.
2: Now to the left, Barbano for a drop pass, score! One-timer for Jacob McDonald out of Cornell, and it's a 2-0 San Jose lead. Power play goal comes about a minute into the man advantage. The Sharks have potted two in the middle frame.
1: Jacob McDonald from Alexander Barabanov and Philip Zadina. 12-09 of the second period makes it 2-0 San Jose, a power play goal. So we'd head to the third period. The Golden Knights down two. You expected a push. There was a little bit more offensive upside from the Golden Knights in the third period, but they were unable to find the back of the net, and all that was left in this game was the final call.
2: Loses it to Carrier. rims it out to the point. Six on five here with the goalie on the bench. Shot wide of the cage from Wa. Rebound. Polisar couldn't get a shot off. Hutton in the left circle. Looking back door. And Brisson couldn't get a shot off. Kind of handcuffed him as the clock runs out. And it's... More like trouble in paradise at T-Mobile Arena today. Final score, San Jose 2, Golden
1: Knights 0. There it is, 2-0 the final. The San Jose Sharks defeat the Vegas Golden Knights here in preseason game number five for the Vegas Golden Knights. And as again, we turn the page on this game. It was a mixed lineup for the Golden Knights. You start to think about what Thursday and Saturday are going to look like. Um, and, and that to me is is really what it boils down to um, so for the Vegas Golden Knights you've got another opportunity on Thursday night against the Colorado Avalanche and that's where their center of focus will be let's go downstairs to Bruce Cassidy as he addresses the media
3: enough to be there if, if he's the guy that you know we decide to bring up but he, you know he's sneaky around the net he found his way in there in the first period we had one of our few good looks I mean Weren't too many of our forwards that are willing, you know, the Nick line will always play that way, but not too many of the other guys were willing to take the puck inside tonight. It's A, the reason we got shut out, uh, and and B, you're not helping yourself, right? It's how you score goals in this league. You're going to have to get your nose dirty. He was willing to do it. (coughs) Go Chris.
0: Hey, Coach, Chris Gallick Vegas Hockey Now. On Friday, you mentioned that Cotter and Dorothea would get the first crack at replacing Riley Smith's spot. Just wondering, was Comtois ever in consideration for that spot? And where do you potentially see Comtois fitting in down the line with the Golden Knights? Well, he, he, w- he was brought in for a reason, so he's considered. But
3: Paul and Paver signed. So, I mean, and they were here last year. So um, they still will have the first crack at that spot, Max is going to have to outplay guys. He doesn't have a contract, so he has to outplay the the guys that we see going in there, which would be Cotter, Dorofaev, Brissons had a good camp that we know that could add some dimension. Um, So that's where Max fit in, and maybe he's a guy that can sub in for a Will Carrier down in the lineup if we move Will up. So that's the game we're looking for uh, from Max. What was the second part? Where where would he fit in? Well, be, he would be there. He's not... He's not taking Barbie's spot up there. I, I, listen, Howie could move around. I mean, if he jumps off the page, could he play with Stevenson and Stone if, you know, he was able to finish and we saw that. Um, there's a lot of guys that could slide up in that spot. That's undetermined. I liked Howie there a lot, but if he's going to complement another line, make us stronger, then we'll always look at that. So, <clears throat> that's where you know, has and, and he's played his offside. That's why, you know, when he, when I spoke with him, he said he's played a lot of right. So we've used him on both sides in camp.
2: Go to Paul then Jesse.
3: Paulo Santos to Hockey News. Bruce, how do you feel your goaltender's played tonight? Seeing so many shots, like in a preseason game. Uh, I'd say they saw an average amount, and I thought they played well. Kelly um, was good. Some action around the net. I think he he needed it. Uh, Tomara, as I said, every time he's in there will probably get better just because of the reps. I think the goal he let in, I think tipped, Cole, I think it def- rose up off Coley's stick from distance, so I think it kind of fooled him a bit. It was a good shot. But they both played well. And you, Listen, if you're going to take something out of this game tonight, that's it for them, both getting a fair amount of work and action around the front of the net. Nick line got to play a little more than they usually do in different situations, so for them, it's it's a good work work day and conditioning day for them. So um, same with Paul, uh, played a little more. So those would be the things you're looking at the big picture. And there's not much other positives to take from it, but those guys that are going to be in the lineup next week, um, goalies, You know, I mean, I don't know which ones they're. You know, but they're both going to play next week. That so so that was important. That, um, we got something, you know, out of that position tonight, and they, they were they were very good.
4: So it sounds
5: like guys, Bruce.
1: That was Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's two nothing loss to the San Jose Sharks. I think the last thing that he said is the one that we're going to clue in on. If you're going to take something out of this game, and we mentioned it, you know, earlier on in the in the post game show with Dan Duva, if you're going to take anything out of this game, it's that Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill played really well. Like they saw a fair amount of shots, not a ton of shots, but you know, I'd make the argument that it was the most. Logan Thompson's faced in a game in a while. Um, And Aiden Hill looked really calm, really sharp, really connected on on kind of his save selection what he was doing. So um, if you're pulling something out of this game, if if you're looking for the, quote, improvement over the course of preseason, if you're looking for the the signs that you're gearing up toward the regular season, look no further than the goaltending department. Aiden Hill, Logan Thompson, really solid night for both of those guys, and they're moving in the right direction. We're back with more on the VGK Postgame Show. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
5: Stay up to date with the latest from the NHL and the Vegas Golden Knights. Here on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM KKGK Las Vegas.
0: We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Coast Game show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace.
1: Make your next group outing one to remember with a trip to the fortress. Groups of 10 or more save up to 40% off single game prices. And a few event suites are still available for this season. Visit VegasGoldenKnights.com for more information. It's the VGK post-game show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall two to nothing to the San Jose Sharks preseason game number five in the books for the Vegas Golden Knights. They've got two more Thursday night against the Colorado Avalanche right here inside T-Mobile Arena, and then you finish on the road Saturday in Los Angeles against the Kings, and then seven days from now. Literally in seven days, we will be on the air talking to everybody after the Golden Knights' regular season opener, the night that they will hang a Stanley Cup banner in the rafters here inside T-Mobile Arena. So you know, you know, a couple of things kind of stood out to me from Bruce Cassidy. We'll dig into them. Obviously, the the idea on Max Comtois. Bruce just comes out and says what he's what he's thinking, right? You have Paul Cotter and Pavel Dorofi of their signed contracts. So for Max Comtois to kind of push his way into a slot, to push his way onto a roster, he's got to play out of that PTO and into a contract. And to this point in camp, that hasn't happened. And so when you start to think about things objectively as you, as you move closer and closer and closer to October 10th, you start to realize that Paul Cotter, Pavel Dorofiev, that's probably going to be the duo that gets that first crack, that first look alongside William Carlson. Because I, I think we're pretty well set up with Ivan Barbashev, Jack Eichel, Jonathan Marcheseau. As good as Brendan Brisson has been alongside Eichel and then a combination of Marcheseau and Barbashev, Brennan Brisson's waiver eligible, and I just don't think that you're going to make that type of change to the nucleus of a championship team. Now, do I think Brennan Brisson's going to make his his name in the National Hockey League? Yes. Do I think he'll get his first NHL game this season? To a degree, yeah, I do believe so. But not out of camp. Now, having said that, I I think we're pretty well set with Brett Howden alongside Chandler Stephenson and Mark Stone that line was arguably one of the big reasons the Golden Knights were able to roll over four and do the damage that they did in the playoffs last year. You know, Michael Amadio alongside William Carlson and either Paul Cotter, Pavel Dorfee, that can be an effective line in the National Hockey League, and you know what you're getting out of your fourth line in Will Carrier, Nick Waugh, and Keegan and And, you know, whether or not you move Carrier up, who fills in that slot? Can Cotter do it? Yeah, I think he can play in any position up the lineup, down the lineup. I really do. I believe in Paul Cotter, the hockey player. So with all that being said, like I, I, I don't get the sense that there's going to be too much movement or that our expectations for what we think the lineup's going to be a week from today are all that far off from, from what we're going to get in reality. Like I, I, think that we've got a pretty clear idea of this. Now, does Max Comtois fit into that? I, I don't, I don't know, and and I don't know because I, I don't feel like you've seen enough of the player. That you start to say, okay, it can make the team one or two percent better, right? Like there's a physicality to his game for sure. Can he get to the front of the net? Yes. Over time, like I feel like if. If Comtois was signed and has more runway, then you could start to see his game grow and grow and grow. And because I do believe he can be a north-south player and a good one in this league, I think over time he can make you better. But the the one luxury that you don't have in this situation is time. You've got to make a decision on this one way or another. So, you know, I, I wanted... Comtois to have a bigger impact on the game tonight. It, it didn't really work out. There weren't too many moments where I noticed him. Paul Cotter had noticeable moments. Brendan Berson, you know, again, you're not playing alongside Eichel and, and, and Barbashev and Marcia, so you're not getting those grade-A looks. And, you know, for Brendan, it, it's hard to kind of create that on your own. So all that being said, I, I think that right now, if I'm, if I'm looking at it a week from today, it's most likely Paul Cotter in the lineup for the Golden Knights. But that can change. We've got two more preseason games to go. Again, Colorado Thursday night here inside T-Mobile Arena. We are back to wrap it up on the VGK post-game show. Next, this is the Vegas Golden Knights
0: Radio Network. Whether it's for your it's the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace.
1: Hey, extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 2-0 the final score. San Jose defeats Vegas. The Golden Knights 1-3-1 so far in the preseason. Next in action Thursday night against the Colorado Avalanche here inside T-Mobile Arena. Two more preseason games to go, and then we get to do this for real. The points are very, very real. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. I want to hear from you. I'm curious to see what direction you want to go in this one. Again, Let's let's all recognize what the lineup was tonight for the Golden Knights. It was probably the final audition. I'm expecting a much more veteran-heavy lineup on Thursday night. Certainly stands to reason that there might be a veteran-heavy lineup on Saturday afternoon as well. So, you know, judge that how you will, but I'm curious to see where everybody wants to go here. 702-876-1340 is the number. It's your postgame show. Let's get at it. Mike, you're up. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You
5: got me, Mike? You, you ready to I'm go? I'm here. Okay, Are you're you up. Are you there? Yep, I'm here. Oh, I, I couldn't hear you on hold. I'm sorry. Uh, it, I guess here's the thing. Uh, Coach Cassidy is not worried about 1-3-1. and one. Nobody should be. Mm-hmm. So 1-3-1 and one doesn't mount to a hill of beans. Dave Gosher said, I can't remember the preseason record of an NHL team in history. And he's right. Mm-hmm. Here's what really concerns me a little bit, and, and that is you've got guys fighting for their careers. I mean, literally battling for the opportunity to enhance their careers, and they're just not playing that way. What is going on?
1: I, I mean, I, I think that you know, there's a lot of different things that can be going on. I, which player in particular, player or players are you well, talking about? I don't want to guess it, here.
5: No, and then you shouldn't have to. I, w- I phrased that terribly, and I'm sorry. But if the game had ended six to four, mm-hmm. and Comtois or Brisson or Dorfeev or Cotter had scored two goals and gotten an assist, that, any combination of that at all, Coach Cassidy would be ecstatic right now, and he should be. But neither of those of that group, who's fighting for a position, I thought we were going to replace Riley Smith. You know. Uh, it's just going to happen. We're going to replace him. Mm-hmm. We're not close, and, well, and it concerns me a little bit. I, I don't mean, know the, if it does you or not. The
1: the first, I mean, the first mistake there is thinking you're going to replace Riley Smith. Yeah, you're not going to. You know what I mean? Like, you you can replicate what you're losing with Riley Smith out of the lineup now with the Pittsburgh Penguins, but you're not going to be able to replace him because. You know, the goals and the points might come, but the, the leadership, the intangibles, all that stuff, you know, that's that's really the aspect that you're not going to be able to replace. Now, in terms of Comtois, like, listen, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't necessarily have a good reason as to why he hasn't necessarily stood out from an offensive perspective. I mean, there have been moments where he's he's been physical, um, but I mean, like there's two teams on the ice, right? And I thought the San Jose sharks skated really well. I thought the golden Knights kind of lacked a bit of energy. There wasn't a lot of cohesion to their game. And when you're, you've got players in and out of the lineup, it makes it a little bit more difficult. I thought Paul Cotter was fine. And you know, the idea of fighting for a spot is an interesting one, Mike, because I I look at Paul Cotter has, as being pretty secure right now. Like, Secure in, in what he is and, and what he means to this team. And I think a lot of that is because of the 55 games that he played last year and being around the team through the run in the Stanley Cup. Like, he's going to get an opportunity to play with his regular line mates in the regular season.
5: And I think uh, until yeah.
1: we until we see that, I don't know that it's necessarily fair to judge Paul Cotter's training camp as a whole. Pavel Dorofiev has had flashes. I thought he had a really good camp. He was pretty quiet in tonight's game. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, like, you're you're auditioning three guys and you can't run William Carlson into the ground. So you're trying to see what they can do away from really, really elite talent. But in terms of Cotter and Dorofiev, like, you know what they can do with William Carlson. I wouldn't worry too much about that. So that's my take on it.
5: Well, we'll leave that in the capable hands of Coach Cassidy, who will figure this thing out. I know he will. And he has to do it in a week. So... Whatever he decides, it'll be a, maybe it'll be a game of dominoes. Maybe it's one guy one day, one guy the next. I mean, that's where it, what it's kind of projected to me. Here's what I will take as a positive and then let, let you go. But the, uh, the real fighting that's going on is for the most playing time between Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill. These guys came to play, and they come to play every single solitary practice and game. I am so proud of the effort that those two give under all circumstances. It never lets up.
1: Yeah I'd agree with that. I think both Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson have something to prove this year and they came into camp with with that you know the, that uh, that ability to 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 kind of have that in their back pocket, their chip on their shoulder, whatever you want to call it. And I think that they're ready to go for the regular season.
5: Okay. Well, at any rate, uh, let's r- start rounding this thing into form, and we will see a different lineup, obviously, on Thursday. And Mike, Mike, Mike Mike, well, Mike, Mike, Mike. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold
1: on, hold on. It'll, it'll happen. Like, are you are you just getting antsy? Like, are you just getting antsy for, for this time next week? Listen, if you are, it's totally okay. I just I have to know because I, I feel well, like there's a tinge of anxiety in your voice, and I don't think it needs to be
5: there. No, it doesn't really need to be there. It, it's just devil's advocate criminy. That's about all it is. Mm, you know, okay. it's a devil's advocate opinion on all of this proceeding because none of it really matters. And and what will matter is what kind of a lineup will we put out there every week against every team, mm-hmm. and will it be? will we have any injuries? We don't even know that yet. So we'll save the anxiety for when it really counts. You're absolutely right.
1: Good stuff, Mike. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. The uh, Golden Knights fall two to nothing to the San Jose Sharks uh, in game at number five of the preseason. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie. How you doing? Stephanie, are you there? Oh,
4: sorry, I'm doing good. How are you doing,
1: Ryan? Oh, I'm fantastic.
4: So. Um... I think that a lot of it's already been said that the goaltending really stood out today. I mean, they each only let in one goal with, mm-hmm. um, in a game. Only letting in one goal, you have a very good chance of winning. We just didn't happen to score. Um, I, I kind of I, – I missed a few moments in the game just because I was getting weird reception and I was driving, but um, – I really did not hear Comtois mentioned. I mean, I think I can count on my hands the number of times that I really heard him mentioned today. Is, mm-hmm. is that did I miss like all the parts where he was really standing out, or was he just he had a really quiet game?
1: It was a quiet game. Okay.
4: Um, I mean, I don't. I I'm. It's hard because, like I said, I've seen. I say. I feel like I say this every time I call in. He victimized us when he was on the Ducks. Like, Mm. he victimized the Knights. So I know that he has that ability to score. But, like, if that doesn't show up and it becomes a situation where the Knights have the possibility of signing him, is he a player that would have to pass through waivers no matter what, or would they be able to sign him to the Horses?
1: Yeah, I I, I mean, I think that you, you could sign him to an AHL deal, but... You know, again, I, I think that if you're Max Comtois, you, you got to believe that there's a, an NHL deal out there for you somewhere, right? So, like, if, if that's the case, I, I, you know, that might be the case. But the fact of the matter is, I, you, you know, you sign Max Comtois, you're going to have to open him up to waivers. That, that's going to be the reality okay. of the situation.
4: Okay, I, I'm. I mean, it, it's not to say that I think that he is a player that belongs on the ahl team um it's just i i wasn't sure how how it all worked um i i know how we at this point i think i understand how waivers work for players that we already have signed but i didn't know exactly how that works with a player that is unsigned and is signing somewhere new so
1: thank you yeah i mean if again i you're if you look at this from from Comtois' perspective, I, I get, you know I I think ideally he'd love to be with the Vegas Golden Knights, but you also just <laughs> want to find a contract, and you know it'll be interesting to see what the next couple of days are, are going to be like. It was a quiet game for him. I don't know that there's been a, a you know enough that's jumped off the page, but you know generally speaking, I feel like if the Golden Knights are going to go the the route of of signing Max Comtois, I, I don't know that you're going to do so with the the idea or the thought of, mm-hmm. of putting him in Henderson, to be honest. I, I think that, yeah. you know, you, you do that because you think he's an NHL player and you think he's an NHL player that can help you at, at this level.
4: Yeah, and I, I mean, honestly, with his, his resume, obviously this hasn't really been a great preseason for him uh, specifically. Um, but I I do I agree, I think, that with his um, resume from previous years that he does belong somewhere in the NHL. Um uh, Paul Cotter did have some good chances today. I, there was one that it was a pass. It was a really good pass that just mm-hmm. didn't get buried. Um, you know, I at, at this point that's really who I kind of see as the front runners. I, I have a yeah. feeling that we're going to see Paul Cotter up in that spot.
1: Yeah, thanks for the call, Stephanie. I'm right there with you. Um, that that's kind of my my thought as, as well. Like Paul does a lot of different things, and, and I think that you know his ability to score, be physical there's been maturity in his game I think that you know we're looking for the Paul Cotter that we got last year in the preseason the one that battered down the door and said this is my spot I'm taking it I'm going to be noticeable in every game he's a different he's in a different spot right now like he he's he's gearing himself up to be at his best come the regular season and that's the that's the difference maybe it's not so much that we're not noticing Paul Cotter standing out as 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 much as it's our perception of what we want to see is different because the circumstances change for Paul Cotter because now he is not uh, now he's a veteran now he's not a rookie and and I think that we have to kind of change our perception of that as well great stuff Mike great stuff Stephanie we'll take a break and uh, we're we're back next on the extended
0: postgame show Fox Sports back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show here's Ryan Wallace
1: on a post-game show fox sports las vegas 2-0 the final the san jose sharks defeat the vegas golden knights if you care about listening to a record in the preseason more power to you it's one three and one it's preseason for everybody i, I gotta i gotta do these record keeping things for myself so that i'm in i'm in mid-season form um 1-3-1 and one through five games for the Vegas Golden Knights they'll play Thursday night, 7 o'clock, here inside T-Mobile Arena against the Colorado Avalanche. Expect uh, about a 90% NHL opening night roster from the Golden Knights. Like That's the plan, is, is to have the majority of your roster in the lineup on Thursday, and, and then depending on how that goes, you're either going to keep it around there, for Saturday night's finale or you're you're going to titrate it down a little bit and, you know, get some guys some rest ready to go. So uh, how many NHLers are, are kind of in the lineup on Saturday really depends on how things go on Thursday night. So for the Golden Knights, one more tune-up, one more real good look at, at what your lineup's going to be, and then depending on how that one goes on Thursday night against Colorado, we expect either more of the same on Saturday or a little bit less, depending. So for the Golden Knights, we only got two more left, two more preseason games, and then a week from today we do it for real. Seattle Kraken, home opener, banner-raising ceremony. Boy, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Thanks to James Davis down here making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Joe Costa in studio doing a great job keeping us on the air. Under five and a half mistakes. That's what he was aiming for, and I think he came through with stride. So well done there, Joe. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It is your post game show. It's not as much fun without your calls and your input. Until Thursday, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas.